0: Good morning, community. So let me just send out a basic first note on the Badius playlist, which could end up in the web page corresponding to this point. Um, I'm glad there's some excitement as to going to the music. That we can only do so um, from proximity to the body's playlist and I don't really know if everyone here is interested in facilitating in a dance through the soundscape to be able to wield the theory and the tool of music as a way of bringing about uh, deeper experiences of what is the body. Um, But there is the intention of having put up this process that bears that responsibility. So this is the week, the incoming week we go into this. Sound, anyway, is not just what's in our devices. Like, we can sing this. And even in the silence, there's a way of holding it in our hands and our presence that involves vibrations. Technology is merely condensing into uh, historical capacities, you know? Anyway. talk about the breath. In the world right now, breathing is shifting. Masks are mandatory. And it's interesting that it's happening in the cold seasonalities that, you know, people coming into wintertime and they're also being asked to cover up their lungs. Um, I think precisely that's when you need to open up the air pathways so this is going to bring about extreme changes and let's accept it let's not go into conspiracy theories too quickly um there is that notion that everything that ever happens is happening for a reason and there's a reason why we're constricting the breath Now what is breath? What does it have to do with the spiritual process? Our breathing happens in time and space. And when you look at the music, a facilitator holds similar matrix of time and space. You can find this in the effects section um we can talk about this this week it doesn't matter what the effect it could be echo flanger it could be phaser um i think some people have been learning this already when you put it out there's like a a cross section of the x y axis and what i want to show you is that there's a way of toggling the quadrants that either speeds something up or slows something down or makes something go deeper and makes something go higher so when you start to um, manipulate a certain song it could be anything from did you do classical music Um, and so on and so forth, you affect people's breathings when they're in that relaxed and open body position that receives and accepts um, vibration from the outside and training them to journey from within. So this is a really intense conversation. It can't be simplified because breath is brain and blood in many ways. The reason why we breathe faster or slower is because of the amount of uh, certain gases. It could be carbon dioxide or oxygen in our blood. It could be nutrients, certain chemistries needed to expand or consume or direct certain energies. Um, So I was really happy that Halle and Chris began to speak about the violin and the cello. In Orchestral Wisdom, The string instrument, the wind, and the percussion would interrelate to the song, the body as the song, boom boom boom, is the language of the heart, the harmonizing of the flute or the oboe, the clarinet, obviously wind being air, harmony is breath. When we inhale, when we exhale, we harmonize many things simultaneously in a mixture that. Flows through the entire system of liquids, plasma, gas, that solidifies, that liquefies once again, it goes gaseous, and then the violin, the cello. Is melody. It's the brain and the entire nervous system pathways of electricity sending forth back and forth messages of light. So to view the body as orchestra, as brain, breath, and blood, and Um, Rhythm, harmony, and melody comprise the song. It can't just be one. It can't just be the other. So much of our music is actually just a product of these physical processes that have evolved over a long period. It doesn't matter where on earth you were, music was being formulated as melody, harmony, and rhythm. And so we speak about these technologies, the new yoga, the new meditation, like people laying down and being activated by sound because we are the music. And, and thus it becomes interesting and productive to be able to talk about these things we take for granted so much now and there's some kind of liberation from that Um, it simplifies things in many ways like who would understand these respiratory cardiovascular nervous system pathways you know just mapping out all these difficult wordings of you know like the Structures of the heart: you know, these aorta, ventricles, these venicava, these um, dendra. Yeah, not, uh, yeah, it's it's easy to mix up. Um, uh, and then you go to the brain: you know, these medulla oblongata, these basal ganglia, these stuff extending from the spine, uh, going into the entire peripheral nervous system pathways, uh, interconnecting these trillions of cells, these neurons, billions of neurons. Um, To understand it as music is wonderful because we can digest that primarily because we're experiencing it so um, music then has rate and depth through the DJ booth Um, sound it's because sound has rate and depth um, in music production we can manipulate sound so I'm kind of challenging you here Breathing has rate and depth. Rate has to do with velocity. So, when you look at hypoventilation, for example, um, apnea is called the absence of breathing. And this is a regular occurrence in the intense versions of inner dance where your breathing slows down almost to a standstill. And you almost have to remind yourself that oh i I have lungs i I have respiration, I inhale, I exhale information to harmonize um, my sense of flow, and then there's the intense breath work that also happens automatically when uh Disintegration and purgation is at work. So hyperventilation is like um, intense, quick rates of breathing. Um, Now, if there's velocity, which is time-based, you know, faster or slower, then there's depth. Depth has to do with deep or shallow. So this has to do with volume in your lungs. Um, Normally, when we are unconsciously breathing through uh, expansions or constrictions that we conduct in the thoracic cavity, the abdomen, the diaphragm, the chest wall, uh, all the way to shoulder muscles, Um, if we try to inhale or exhale up to a hundred percent of our lung capacity we would need to be really conscious. hundred percent isn't possible anyway. Uh, Maybe seventy percent can be close but normally it's thirty percent. There's a lot of effort that needs to be placed into the regulation of atmospheric pressure and um, the the internal pressures within the interpleural um, membranes in the lungs. And, and we kind of need to maintain that, not just for the sake of drawing in air, but there's a balance of especially oxygen and carbon dioxide that the body needs to maintain. Now, coming into deep story, and all this Catherine Malibu, Brain of History, Daniel Schmiel talk, we've been looking at the autonomic nervous system as the thing that moves us. These are aspects of our respiration and our heart rate, heartbeat, cardiac output, our nervous system, the digestive system, even the reproductive system that just hosts us. We are being measured by past conditionings from the evolutionary to the developmental. Um, Speaking of respiration, a lot of the memory respiration holds that can be triggered by music is based on like what does the body need in order to survive. It wasn't Um, long ago when we discovered thriving that goes beyond just surviving, now people have access to so much stability. And we want to hold that stability because of just how recent it was to structure and industrialize, control the earth so that we weren't worried so much about being eaten alive by some carnivorous predator or some tiny parasite. uh, That makes our mortality rate increase, makes our life cycle so much shorter than what it could be if we were living in sterile environments in concrete and air conditioning or heating that normalizes these body functions that are just so vulnerable because we're not as resilient as our, as the other species in our planet. Um, So yeah, going back to the breath, rate and depth, it's very curious because heightened states of time perception happens in the extremes. It can happen through apnea when there seems to be an absence of breath, um, but usually that takes place after hyperventilation—really um, rapid breathing in and out, where rate and breath, at uh, rate and depth, have been intensified. It's, you know, it's actually quite hard to breathe deep and breathe fast. Your body doesn't really need that much oxygen or needs to expel too much of partial pressure of carbon dioxide that builds up in our um microcirculatory systems. It, it it doesn't take much to circulate the breath in many ways. So one might have to think, like, when do we need that much more oxygen? When do we need to expel that much more carbon dioxide? One might think when we exercise then we require more air and that's true but when you learn to move your body more the heart actually slows down and this is an adjustment to stroke volume that increases you know you open up your heart pathway so that you can draw more blood even as you enliven your heartbeat so that you can actually slow down your heartbeat even when you're running like in a certain way um, I bring this up because they're kind of connected the, the more oxygen you need, the more you need to expel carbon dioxide, the more you need to pump your heart. And a a lot of this regulates our fear and anxiety. So depending on what we ingest, what we drink, or get exposed to outside, um, breathing and heartbeat gets triggered even when there's no danger. Um, but the reverse is true as well. It's like when you're exposed to a life-threatening situation, that's when your heart needs to pump. You need power, you need energy, you need nutrients, you need to circulate all these white blood cells that need to heal an injury. For example, Or you're losing blood, then you need to create more hemoglobin in order to sustain life and not expire, not die. Um, So it's interesting to think about the pre-programming or the conditionings that have been beset even before we came here, that we kind of breathe a certain way when exposed to certain words, certain images, Um, There's like a hypersensitivity in some bodies that... um, go into activations, you know, are triggered and and it's really healing when one allows it so that a new heart rate and a new breath rate would come about even as greater stroke volume and deeper breathing takes place so that it could go back into a normalized setting but this time with a lot more flexibility. Um, The heart needs to stretch and when it becomes sedentary or stagnant, the human being that learns to uh, halt migration, halt working on the land, starts to get stuck at home, sitting in front of the television, watching Netflix, eating, this stuff. Um, The heart does the opposite of stretching. It starts to coagulate, starts to build plaque, starts to get constricted somehow. Um, So all these systems are interesting. They're old, they're also coming into renewal, and music will be the key. Music will be the key Music in the body is the key um, So hearkening to those who are exposed to the powerful inner dance uh, Speaking about the breath and speaking about the, the heart Now we need to go to Electricity to the brain You need to go back to the circadian rhythms in the autonomic nervous system. The opening salvo is the spine. So the peripheral nervous system is divided into several sections. There's the sensory nervous system. It's that which you absorb. The sensory inputs coming in from sound and light. It's how you receive the world. Um, So, you have these um, extensions in the body, this intensive network that allows you to receive uh, what your senses are telling you. Um, And then beyond just the input, there's the um, use of the same network for output. So the peripheral nervous system, you have somatic and the autonomic. Somatic is the aspect of the peripheral nervous system that allows you to control your body. It's voluntary movement, so it extends towards the muscles and the tissues that gets you out of bed, allows you to walk to the bathroom, walk to work, walk walk around the park, balance your body, Um, you know move your mouth so they could speak your words it's the part of the brain that gets you there where you're going it's the part that likes to think it's in control that's the somatic part and then we've been talking about the autonomic part the part that doesn't need your willful volition itself regulates it's the part that gets up and grabs the chocolate, grabs the food, grabs the coffee, grabs the beer that's being driven by this internal system. Um, that kind of needs that because these stimulants in the presence, they maintain heartbeat or cardiac output. It maintains ventilation somehow that had gotten used to a certain system and kind of needs to break through memory in order to arrive at these new systems so yeah uh, I speak about the autonomic nervous system because it's actually the most familiar to those who are experiencing inner dance so you lay down you close your eyes the heart starts to pulsate And then, curiously, there's this thing that wakes up normally in the abdomen when you press people's bodies. There's a lot of memory in what's called the gut brain. This is the enteric nervous system. This is what I haven't really been talking about. But there's actually three autonomic nervous systems. There's fight or flight and freeze. And then there's rest and digest and trust and slow down. But then there's a third system, it's the gut brain, Um, the extensions of which emanate from the digestive area, especially through the colon and small intestines. A lot of our decision making actually extends from the gut brain, from this internal serpent that slithers throughout the day, enslaved by stomach memory. But let's talk about that later. Go, go back to the part of the autonomic that we know about. So a lot of our sympathetic nervous system pathways extend from the, the raco-lumbar region. It's, the, it's at the chest area where fight or flight extends from Um, that's how powerful our heart is that our active warmer you know high temperature frequencies need to emanate from the middle of the spine and then when you think about the parasympathetic nervous system these um, pathways emerge from the cranial and the sacral um, cr- cranial sacral output flow is what it's called. So it's at the it's at the brainstem. It's it's at the top of the spine, and it's also in the lower spine. So there's a paradox there. Rest and relaxation and trusting and digesting are activated at the extreme ends of uh, the line that we hold inner bodies and and somewhere in the middle is where the excitable and anxious emanate from. So this alone should interest those who are able to touch people's bodies and then when it gets activated, there's a lot of energy that either emanates from the heart center or it emanates from the back of the head in the neck region. Or it emanates from the the abdomen. I feel like a lot of the stuff Carolina and Hale have been sharing about, like the one one one-legged organism, or or the feet. Um, These red chakra stuff is um, speaking about the spine. And areas of the spine. Um, and so if you want to talk about Kundalini and Shakti energy and power rising, um, th- this is the closest science when you when you ask people to go into certain proprioceptive positions, you know you ask them to lay down, ask them to close their eyes and when breathing starts to, happen naturally. In the beginning, it's shallow, and then it, it slows down, and then there's some irregular breathing that takes place, and as the eyes start to move into REM states, heart starts to pulsate. This is the playlist at work, coming into N1, N2, N3, N2, and then to REM state. Um, there, there are these interesting activations taking place because you're radically altering these pathways of blood, pathways of air, and pathways of electricity. And, and then they're counteracting with each other because of entrainment. Um, Certain vibrations people were exposed to would trigger the the rhythm, the heartbeat. You know, the drum. The drum that goes thump 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 thump. thump. Um, it, it's the language of music that would bring us the key to understanding the interactions between melody, rhythm, and harmony. A long time ago, there were no such things. That, that we, we didn't really have any of these. It was just nature sounds, uh, all singing with each other. Um, more of a collection of randomness, you know, like a lot of chaos, just singing to each other. But it takes something like the human brain to recognize properties of noise that holds a lot of patterns Hale and other musicians might know these as time signatures as um, as melodies melodic patterns as a combination of sounds that creates harmonics through chords and then chord progressions but it, it's, it is quite interesting then for you to start looking at the, the instruments in this way. Um, so if you were to then language brain processes, then what range do you have? Then you have delta, theta, alpha, beta, gamma, movement, and sensory motor rhythms. Um, you have um, depth of vibration, which also has to do with frequency, like, um, like like slow sounds are low sounds and high sounds are fast sounds. So brain waves kind of interrelate with that. But understanding then heartbeat deals with tempo and rhythm. Then you can work with stroke volume and heart rate. Um, to receive a vocabulary of something your body holds to become aware of your body's fear and trust rhythms the heartbeat has a lot to say that you might notice it more and more when you are anxious or when you're restive your heart is speaking and um, going back to the breath we have a vocabulary here as well it's uh the breath rate and the depth of breathing so your lungs could either take in greater volume of oxygen and mix that up with the carbon dioxide that is being released how deep or how shallow you're breathing, it it still follows certain harmonics and and they're all just singing together somehow. So let me just give this introductory set of insight for you to ruminate, to come to terms with, which might alter the way you would look at your DJ machine or your iPhone, your iPod, your tablet, your music vocabulary Uh, that you might not look at it the same way again, that it's embodied somehow. And when you develop your techniques, you might celebrate the, the, the songs from China or India or Africa, the Middle East, from Berlin, from Paris, from New York, as different incarnations, a brain, bre- breath, blood, and rhythm, melody, harmony, all of them holding different patternings, different mixes. Yes. And then, what are you exposing yourself to? And what is the world exposing itself to mm-hmm. through this technological development? How is at the end of the day how is time perception shifting according to the transformations in brain body chemistries as it comes into new positive addictions new circadian rhythms new seasonalities new types of food new types of temperature control, climate change, new habits, new thought systems, new friendships, new language, new psychologies, new neurologies, new cardiologies, new respiratories. Welcome to the new body. Good morning.